right. Then I guess we'll get started. Can you hear yep. me all right? Uh, you don't sound all that great, but are you far away from your mic? Yes, I am. All right, well, that'll explain it. So while you're doing whatever you're doing, hello and welcome to episode 357 of the Rollins Slappy Show. Uh, we're recording a day early, but this episode will be released May 15th, 2023. I am Rollo and with you is my co-host, Slappy Jones. Show notes Hello. page for this episode will be mcflugel.com slash 357. I think... Yeah, we're going to get through. We're going to finish this. We're going to power through? We are just going to power through. We have to. All right. Well, we do have to cut it off at a certain time because I still have to get to the supermarket tonight. Nice. And I'm just probably going to fall asleep at some point. Yeah, so if you stop talking or I stop talking, uh, that's what happened. Yeah, you went to the supermarket and I fell asleep. (laughs) Uh, Your town, your team, your 76ers lose game seven today. Yeah, it's a tough, tough scene. They, uh, I don't know if you watched any of the game, but they, they did score double digits in the third quarter. So that's a plus. They got to 10 points. It was not looking good. Mm. I did not watch the game. Yeah, good for you. Because it was an ugly um, third. Yeah. Oh, well. What are you going to do? What are we going to do? We're going to win the World Series. Yeah, that's... That's true. Uh, probably not, but I just got to believe. Yeah, that's true. But you know, what do we got? We got who is still in the NBA playoffs? The Heat, I believe, they're the eight seed, right? Eight seed. So proving your motto, your no, that doesn't apply to basketball. Oh, it only applies to hockey. Well, I. Basically, that seems interesting. I don't know or care much about basketball, so okay, I just can't really have an opinion on it. All right, so it could be that all you got to do is get in and anything could happen. It's only when Perhaps. when you use that in regards to hockey that it's a problem. Whomst is to say? I'm asking you. I don't know. Oh, okay. I only talk about things that I have a, you know. Expert knowledge on? Yes. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, all right. You want to try to power through this thing? Let's just start. Yeah, this is part eight and hopefully the last part. Definitely last. I'm going to be sick next week, I think. If, we're, if we don't finish tonight, I'm, I have a feeling I'm going to catch a cold or something. We'll just shut down the whole podcast. Yeah. Um. Investing in the nation's digital financial. Is that where we're going? We're we going to read this? I think so. I mean, every week I don't know where we left off because I can't remember a single part of it. Because Holy smokes. This is it's one, been dry and I've been falling asleep. Two, three, four, five pages. Five Just read pages. fast. Just read fast, Slappy. All right. <clears throat> Here we go. The growth of crypto assets has revealed a demand for a faster and more 
inclusive financial system with a real time with a real the real time payment system and circulating digital money. Some have hoped that crypto assets could act as a form of uh, decentralized money, making the U.S. payment systems faster, cheaper, s- safe, and more inclusive. I cannot tell you how much the word inclusive just grates on my ears. I hate that word. This vision. You must hate the word safe, too, because you stumbled over that. So, Because I saw what was coming, and I, <laughs> I was anticipating it, and I just don't like that word i don't like saying it i don't like hearing it i hate inclusive um this vision has not been realized see that okay so that said there are still other ways near-term progress can be made on at least some of these goals as a regulator of and participant in the nation's payment systems, the Federal Reserve has a historical role in maintaining these systems' integrity. For example, in the past, decentralized payment systems were costly, in part because some banks did not pay the full amount of a check from the other bank, so-called non-par collection or non-par banking. In some cases, this was done by levying a fee on checks deposited from other banks. Shortly after the establishment of the Federal Reserve System, it started providing f- providing payment services to banks, and over time, it helped eliminate non-par banking. This section first discusses an upcoming improvement to U.S. payments, which will help many consumers and businesses make cheap instant payments. It then discusses the possibility of introducing a central bank digital car- currency, CBDC, which is a digital form of money, while operating under the supervision of a trusted authority. Both these mechanisms have the potential to realize many of the benefits that crypto asset developers have promised. Anything to say on that? Not really. I mean... No. Okay. I don't, I don't like... Yeah, I do, but I yeah, just don't I even care. Like, what's the point, right? It's beaten me down. It's successfully beaten me down. Yeah, I was going to say it's, it's it beat down the listeners too. I'm pretty sure. So today is Mother's Day. I saw my mom today, and she asked me to please stop with this, and uh, I'm defying her orders. So I can't imagine too many people are still listening at this point. And maybe maybe some people are checking to wait till the topic changes. But uh, to all those hanging in there, appreciate our you. apologies. <laughs> Yeah, our apologies. If you think it's bad for you, just imagine what it is for us. Yeah, and then imagine thinking all day, like, I was doing things today, and in the back of my mind, knew I'd be reading this tonight. Yeah. It's not not an easy way to get through the day. All right. The FedNow Instant Payment System. In terms of overall value as of 2020, the largest retail payment system in the United States was the Automated Clearinghouse, ACH. ACH provides an an electronic means to exchange funds between banks and other depository institutions. Typical ACH payments include salaries, consumer and corporate bills, interest payments, dividends, and social security payments. Peer-to-peer platforms. Payment platforms such as Venmo complete transfers that are in and out of their platforms by accessing ACH network services through a participant bank. Venmo, ND. 
The regional Federal Reserve Banks and the Electronic Payment Network are the country's two national ACH operators. The prevalence of ACH offers many benefits, but a larger, more fast-paced economy is starting to arise. ACH payments can be processed in same-day batches between banks throughout the day, but standard ACH transfer can take up to three business days for funds to be settled and available to end users. In addition, ACH settlements occur only on business days. Businesses and individuals alike are increasingly in need of faster payment systems. Advances in technology have created an opportunity for significant improvements in the way individuals and businesses make payments in today's economy. In recent years, members of Congress, staff members of the Department of Treasury, and other experts have called for the Federal Reserve to offer a faster payment system for both businesses and retail users. As a result of the COVID-19 pandemic and increased consumer demand for e-commerce options, many businesses have also increased their efforts to offer quicker payment options. You got anything to say? Yeah, just the ACH system's pretty terrible. We talked about it a lot in the Get On Zero series. And yeah, it takes usually about three days, one day if you're lucky, for your money to go through. And it's slow and it's clunky and and it's annoying. Um, and it's funny because they're talking about like, well, we can, we should create another, you know, system or innovation that makes it faster. And kind of the the funny thing is it's, well, someone did create a faster, uh, much cheaper payment system. It's called Bitcoin. Yeah. It's very Uh, inclusive uh, too. Yes. Your favorite thing. And uh, but the problem is, is that Bitcoin also not only comes with a payment system, but also a, a monetary system. So you would have to abandon the fiat system in order to adopt Bitcoin and, and use use the uh, use the payment networks. Yeah. Um, so that's obviously a problem for these people. Sure. So they want to kind of have their cake and eat it too. They want you know uh, a good customer experience but also just have complete and utter control. And so those those two ideas are clearly at odds. Yes, they are. But that's all I got. We can keep going. Sure. In response, the Federal Reserve has prioritized designing and developing a faster payment system. <clears throat> the Federal Reserve plans to launch this new system which is called the FedNow service later in 2023. Through financial institutions participating in FedNow, businesses and individuals will be able to send and receive payments conveniently, and recipients will have nearly instant access to funds, giving them greater flexibility to manage their money and make time-sensitive payments. This service will be operational 24 hours a day, seven days a week. This uninterrupted processing of fund transfers is an important improvement over existing payment systems. This service is different from peer-to-peer services such as Venmo in many ways. For example, funds transferred via FedNow will be available more quickly than those that must first exit a peer-to-peer system service and then enter the ACH bank transfer process, which can take time to settle. So they're calling Venmo peer-to-peer? They are indeed. That Wait, are they? Yeah, they are. They are. They must be using a very fast and loose definition of peer-to-peer because that is not the way that I 
understand what peer to peer is. Peer to peer database and just moving from one cell to another cell is a peer to peer. Apparently. Not that that's like I said that, you know, making it sound like Venmo is trash or something. It just is what it is. No, it's fine, but it's like, not a yeah, peer-to-peer you're, service. Yeah, it's it's you're connecting to a central database. You have a user account that connects to a database. It yeah. is what it is. Like you said, we're not condemning that. It's helpful and it's useful. It's a good use Venmo fair, fairly often, not not all the time, but I I do use it. Yeah, it's it's a good layer on top of the yep. ACH system and everything, but. You know, let's just call it the right thing. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to log into Fed now. Yeah. Uh, how many more pages do we have left? I can't. Oh, jeez. Just don't even. Just don't even look at it. All right. All right. All right. Just keep your head down. Keep going. Beyond speed and convenience. Near instant payments can yield real economic benefits for both individuals and businesses by allowing them to make time-sensitive payments whenever needed and providing them with more flexibility in managing their money. In in particular, near instant payments under FedNow could bring significant benefits to vulnerable segments of the population. Slow payment systems can cost Americans billions of dollars. In addition to incurring bank overdraft fees, Consumers can be forced to use high-cost alternatives like check cashers and payday lenders. In 2019, it was estimated that a fast payment system such as FedNow could reduce these kinds of fees, generating savings of more than $7 billion a year for American households. Because lower-income individuals are more likely to be hurt by slow payment systems, they could especially gain from these savings if FedNow is adopted widely. Using innovation uh, productively and responsibly in this way could make banking services more inclusive. Ugh. Oh, that word. They just kind of shoehorn the inclusivity thing in there in the end. I know. They're told to – that's why the word. I just cannot stand it. It means nothing when these losers use it. And they just put it in there. Like you'll 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 hear um, – companies or HR departments talk about being inclusive and we need to have a uh, culture of inclusivity. It's like, what in the world are you talking about? You say nothing. That word means nothing. Stop it. I don't want to hear it. I hate it. So the funny thing about, yeah, I agree. (laughs) I mean, I'm serious, but I like, no, I know what, what does that have? What, what is, why are you putting that word there? Because it makes you feel good or it makes you certain idiots who went to your stupid schools feel good. Pretty much that. Yeah. So. Outside of that, what they were saying earlier about, well, we have this Fed now system and it's going to they keep talking about improvement with with speed of of use and everything and it's faster, cheaper. And that's all well and good, but this gives me con- and and maybe maybe these are just like clowns that don't know what they're doing and talking about. But if this is an actual representation of what uh, the state is thinking about the monetary system and its competition with Bitcoin, 
this makes me very happy because it's not the speed of your transactions that's necessarily the problem. It is a problem, but that's not the biggest issue with the fiat system. If they're the whole thing with competing with Bitcoin is that like, oh, well, we can increase the speed that and and the cost of transferring money around. Oh, that's great. But but the real innovation in Bitcoin is is the supply, the fixed supply, the monetary that can't be changed, the monetary policy, and also the censorship resistance. Uh-huh. So moving that doesn't around solve either of those. Right. Being able to move money around pretty quickly does not mean that they just can't add more money whenever they want, which is the problem with the fiat system. And also, moving money around quickly doesn't matter if they decide that you're not allowed to send your money somewhere. So it doesn't solve the censorship problem either. So it's... Ooh, look at this. Like, no one cares. Like, there's innovations. There's layers on top of of the monetary system. Like, are they that dumb? Maybe. Or are they just trying to, like, convince people that's what they're looking for? Because I don't want to say they're that dumb. They just pulled COVID off. Uh, Joe Biden's the president. Uh, Russia is still talked about. Like, all those things are fake. And uh, so I can't say they're that dumb. But do they think like if they tell you that what you want is speed and transactions and you're going to be like, yeah, that's what we want. I don't know. I, I, I mean, they obviously didn't talk to anyone who's like has any clue about what's going on with Bitcoin for this paper. I, or read yeah, any I, books I, or articles written by any people who know anything about Bitcoin. For this section, yep. anyway. Like, I never hear anyone talk outside of a couple of idiots from years ago. It would be like, the block time is 10 minutes, and you can't buy coffee when the block time is 10 minutes. Like, like well, outside think, of that, who talks about it? I think with the the Lightning Network, there's a lot of people talk trying to talk about the benefits of the that payment system, how fast and cheap it is. Sure, but that's like like you're saying, like that's like that's nice and all, and like yeah, you throw that in, like ACH, yeah, cool, it works, it takes three days, you can get this done in ten minutes on a block, and then Lightning Network even quicker instantly. Right, but like that's just a nice feature. Yeah, those features only matter if the underlying principles right. of censorship resistance and hard money exist, and if they don't, then it's just kind of like well. Well, who cares? Right. And an inclusive system. Well, I, I <laughs> nothing matters if that's not there. Right, right, right. And so that's where you got to start. You got to start from the inclusivity. Right. All right. Anything else you want to add on that? Nope. Because we are making some progress. All right. Fed now requires <clears throat> commitment and active engagement by the private sector to make it interoperable, which means connecting and communicating with other payment services. <laughs> according, <laughs> according, according to the Federal Reserve, 
interoperability is crucial for payment messages to be routed or exchanged and settled such that the sender may initiate a payment that will seamlessly reach the receiver. With inter interoperability, an individual or business with a bank account will be able to send a payment to another individual or business without having to choose, understand, or even be aware of the path taken by the payment. While noting that interoperability can take different forms, the Federal Reserve has maintained that it alone cannot fully establish the interoperability of the Fed, of Fed now. Achieving this will require active partnership and collaboration with the financial industry. Someone suggest so this sounds like it's going to be a disaster. Uh, it is. Um, I don't need. Yeah, uh, let, so let's finish this last. I, yeah, uh, some have suggested that near instant digital payment systems like FedNow may reduce the need for circulating digital money. But okay, in this case, the benefits of circulating digital money after FedNow is launched may be minimal. In fact, Federal Reserve Governor Michelle Bowman commented in August 2022 that my expectation is that FedNow addresses the issues that some have raised about the need for a CBDC. Conversely, FedNow is intended to mainly focus on domestic payments and may bring limited improvements to the cross-border payment system, at least initially. In addition, FedNow is not a digital asset, which can, which can be used in settlements or provide transaction programmability, roles that circulating digital money could play in the global integrated financial system. So I, I, so we're about to go into the central bank digital currency section. And I think that kind of what they're trying to allude to right there is that, all right, FedNow is all well and good, but it doesn't give us enough control. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's where CDBCs come in. Because we get more control. And this will be good because now the drug cartels won't be, we won't allow them to say. Well, it's kind of funny because we kind of already talked about this a little bit that Bitcoin offers a much better payment system, but you just have to scrap the entire fiat system. And so I think that this next section talking about CBDCs is they're going to basically say the same thing, but mm -hmm. instead of saying, well, we'll just use the established system that's there in Bitcoin, they're going to say, well, we need to come up with our own thing where we have control and power and everything. I just hope that they call it an airdrop. <laughs> like, we will take the dollars in your bank and airdrop you our CBDC. I mean, that's what's going to happen. You're going to wake up one day and it's going to be everything in your bank account is going to be a CBDC. It's yeah, still going to show dollars. This you, you can still, don't fret, you can still access your cash. Download fed now on your iphone yeah give access to location data and all passwords and you will get your money back yeah and then all that yeah. cash you have under your mattress you can use it as wallpaper pretty much all right all shall right, we read about power CBDCs. Yep. All right, central bank digital currencies. <clears throat> it is important to note that money can 
can come both in, in a physical form, for example, cash, and in a digital form, for example, electronic bank accounts. Thus, a central bank's digital currency is a liability of a central bank similar to cash, but it exists on a digital platform where it can be exchanged and settled in real time. The CBDC system is made up of the CBDC itself, the public and private sector components that work alongside the CBDC, and the laws and regulations that apply to these digital assets. A CBDC system can be set up in numerous different ways, such as a wholesale CBDC, which allows for access only by financial institutions, for example, banks, and a retail CBDC, which allows for access by individuals. That said, certain design features and questions related to the underlying infrastructure of CBDC may blur these distinctions to some degree. As of January 5th, 2023, 11 countries have launched CBDCs. In addition, a number of foreign central banks, including the European Central Bank, the Bank of Japan, are exploring CBDCs, and some central banks, such as the People's Bank of China, are piloting a retail CBDC. While some countries have considered using DLT for their CBDC, it is worth noting that many of the pilot programs for CBDC systems are not built on DLT. Instead, they rely on a trusted central authority, a country central bank, to operate key aspects of the CBDC system. This seems likely to be the case if a U.S. You're likely, you think this seems likely to be the case if a U.S. CBDC is introduced. A White House assessment of a potential U.S. CBDC system recently noted that while a U.S. CBDC system could, in theory, be mostly quote permissionless, from a governance standpoint, this design choice introduces a large number of technical complexities and practical limitations that strongly suggest. A permissionless approach does not make sense for a system that has at least one trusted entity, i.e. the central bank. This is somewhat ironic given that this is different from an oft-cited founding principle of crypto assets like Bitcoin, whose purported aim was to create decentralized money without any trusted central authority. Whew! Yeah, I, I mean, it's you just, want to jump in? Should I want me to keep going? Well, it's just stupid because there's it's like, well, it could be decentralized and everything, but here's why we need to not that. But it, it's just it's just dumb, uh, and, and, I, and I don't care. Yeah, there's too many darn acronyms to read back to back in a row. I'm saying the alphabet. Um, a US CBDC. A digital form of the U.S. dollar would have the potential to offer significant benefits. It could enable a payment system that is more efficient, provide a foundation for further technological innovation, facilitate faster cross-border transactions, and be environmentally sustainable. Oh, that's good. Good. Thanks for including that. No. It also it could also promote financial. It could also promote financial inclusion and equity by enabling access for a broad range of consumers. A potential U.S. CBDC could also help support other policy goals. For example, a potential U.S. CBDC 
could help ensure that such payment systems are aligned with the principles of human rights, dem- what in democratic values and privacies. I'm going to puke. Hang on. All right, I'm back. Yeah, right. This that 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 paragraph was a problem. Let's talk about it. No. All right. Moving on. All right. There are that that yeah, that paragraph really annoys me. They just threw every buzzword together that dumbasses think are important. But no one's reading it. So I guess they get extra credit. Like they probably uh because this is a giant document here, they probably like control F human rights. Oh, we got twenty five hits. You get an extra ten bucks. Whatever, because they're just thrown in there for no purpose, no reason. They mean nothing. It's just stupid. Yep. All right, I'm going to continue. I was having a I was having a nice day today, you know. There are also some risks from having a CBDC in the financial system, similar to similar to one to one backed stablecoins. CBDCs may also pose credit availability risks. That is, a widely available CBDC could serve as a substitute for commercial bank deposits. Just as in the case of stable coins that are fully backed by safe assets, this substitution effect could reduce the aggregate amount of deposits in the banking system, which could in turn increase bank funding expenses and thus could reduce credit availability or raise credit costs for households and businesses. In addition, because central bank money is the safest form of money, that sounds to be an opinion. Uh, In addition, because central bank money is the safest form of money, a widely accessible CBDC would be... Safe how? Explain that. Well, it's safe for them. Yeah. Please. A widely accessible CBDC would be particularly attractive to risk-averse users. And likely more so than a stablecoin, especially during times of stress in the financial system. The ability to quickly convert bank deposits into a CBDC could make systemic bank runs more likely or more severe. In addition, CBDCs could cause operational risks, if the CBDC platform cannot function due to a system failure or a cyber attack, it could erode investors' confidence. Recognizing the potential benefits and risks from a U.S. CBDC, the Biden-Harris administration has developed policy objectives for a U.S. CBDC system, which reflect the federal government's priorities for a potential U.S. CBDC. These objectives flesh out the goals outlined for a CBDC in the executive order. According to these objectives, the U.S. CBDC system, if implemented, should protect consumers, promote economic growth, improve payment systems, provide interoperability with other platforms, advance financial inclusion, protect national security, respect human rights, and align with democratic uh, de- Okay, de- align with democratic values. End of paragraph. Well, I mean, obviously, you really care about democratic values. And- yeah, and especially program it into my CBDC money. Yes, as yeah. opposed to it just... Because you know what that function. means. 
that means I cut off whoever the hell I want to. That's yep. what democracy means. Oh, oh, you're one of those people. You're not a Democrat or not Democrat Party. You're not democratic. You don't abide. You don't live to our values. Cut your ass off. We need That's democratic. Yeah. I don't align with democratic values. I think democracy is dumb. I think it's a dumb on paper. I think it's dumb in practice. I don't align the with democratic values. I'm not letting the these idiots pick what I have to live under. It is the God that failed. And continues to fail and hurt us. And yeah, I don't know. I'm annoyed. I didn't think this paper could annoy me. I didn't think I'd pay attention close enough to the paper as I was reading it to be this annoyed. All right, you want you want me to read this conclusion? Yeah, we're almost there. All right, we we ripped through this. This is good. Kept yeah. commentary to a minimum. All right, in conclusion, here we go. This wraps it up, and then we can go back and read the blue boxes if you want. Nope. Good answer. All right, innovation in financial services brings both risks and opportunities for the broader economy. It can challenge business models and existing industries, but it cannot challenge basic economic principles, such as what makes an asset effective as money and the incentives that give rise to run risk. Although the underlying technologies are a clever solution for the problem of how to execute transactions without a trusted authority, crypto assets currently do not offer widespread economic benefits. They are largely speculative investment vehicles and are not an effective alternative to fiat currency. Also, they are too risky at present to function as payment instruments or to expand financial inclusion. Even so, it is possible that their underlying technology may still find productive uses in the future as companies and governments continue to experiment with DLT. In the meantime, some crypto assets appear to be here to stay. And they continue to cause risks for financial markets, investors, and consumers. Much of the activity in the crypto asset space is covered by existing regulations, and regulators are expanding their capabilities to bring a large number of new entities under compliance. Other parts of the crypto asset space require coordination by various agencies and deliberations about how to address the risks they pose. Certain innovations such as FedNow and a potential U.S. CBDC could help bring the U.S. financial infrastructure into the digital era in a clear and simple way without the risks or irrational exuberance brought by crypto assets. Hence, continued investments in the nation's financial infrastructure have the potential to offer significant benefits to consumers and businesses but regulators must apply the lessons that civilization has learned and thus rely on economic principles in regulating crypto assets, which we can count on them to do. Thank you. The end. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Neither do I, but I don't want their trash and their democratic values and their inclusivity and their environment 
whatever other buzzwords they threw in there. They can keep them. Now I gotta I gotta congratulate whoever wrote that section, and I hope I hope that he got paid handsomely for that section. Um, because you robbed the government, and and wouldn't we all hope to do that? Yep. Or whatever. I don't know. I just hope you got paid a lot of money. I hope that cost the government like a hundred million dollars. I hope like three people were involved in writing it and they split it all equally. Or they each got paid a hundred million dollars. Ah, that'd be even better. I hope they did. I hope they have a giant house and they put that trash together and gave it to the president who was also trash and didn't read it. It's a nice scam. You know, you know, I'm, I'm, that's why I'm upset because I didn't get in on the scam. Well, I could have been scamming all these people, making a hundred million dollars to put that together. I mean, you could just kind of start your own CBDC. True. And see what happens. That's true. I don't have to work for the government to get in on the scam. Right. I don't know. I got nothing to say about them. I don't like them. I don't like their CBDC. Or they're fed now. They're actually going to name it fed now. There's no way they're going to name it fed now. Well, are they actually going to do fed now? Probably not. It was probably like the guy had to come up with something. He like turned it into his boss and his boss was like, all right, well, where's the little system we're going to create? He's like, I don't know, boss. We're not creating a system. All right, we'll go make one up. What am I going to call it? I right, name whatever you want. Fed now. Sure. That's probably how that conversation went. You got to give something to the president. The guy's probably like, the president's not going to read it. No one's going to read it. It just has to be there. Well, we proved them wrong. Yeah, I mean, I think FedNow's been kind of a, been milling around as an idea for a while, and they just never did anything with it because Cause it, it's dumb. And it doesn't actually solve any real problems. So, I don't know. So there's um, that. You're more plugged into the Fed than I am. But let's talk about... I mean, what do you think? I, we went into this bit, and this was like... We did this eight weeks in a row. This, yeah, I'm this beat up, Two man. months, basically. It took a long time. What do you think about... Um, yeah, you know, this is the office of the president um, coming up with the report. And obviously, I I don't know if if this is what the like the White House is thinking and how they think about Bitcoin, or if it's just kind of a throwaway thing. Ah, oh, we need to put something in here, so we'll just get some interns to to scribble down some stuff, and and we don't really care or whatever. If I had to guess, um, it's the latter. I, I really do think this is a waste of time and space. But there's a job. It's part of the bureaucracy now. It, like you said, it came from a jobs program in like FDR's time or something. And so they've just kept it going. And it's like they probably when they complete this, do they do this annually or, you know, every other year? However often they do it, it's probably annually. They're probably already working on next year's paper. 
And uh, when they get it completed, they probably do a nice little party at the White House party, like little ceremony at the White House. Congratulate these idiot interns who worked on it. Give them a little medal with the White House on it. Say, this is wonderful. You help serve the country. And they take it and drop it in the trash can and move on. Because there's no way anyone's taking this serious. It's just a jobs program. That's my opinion. Yeah, I don't know, but at the same time, it's like I, I, I know I we've we do people that have talked about we know um like how the FBI views Bitcoin. Yeah. And they just don't have a freaking clue. Yeah, and I don't think they care. I think it's all just bureaucracy. It's just what do right. I have to okay. do? Like I got an assignment, okay, I'll do it. It's like, hey, I'm an econ major. Here's a job at the White House report. Oh, cool. I got hired. All right. What's my job? Go figure out Bitcoin. Okay. Here it is. Like, I don't think this is like some, I think it's a, about that is my guess. But that's useful information about how they view this. If they just think that Bitcoin something like, all right, we just have a couple interns just scribble something down about it and we don't really care what they're actually saying. Well, I think they have people who they who I do think there's got to be somewhere something in the government who is actually taking it serious and looking at it and trying to figure it out. I don't think it's this report. I don't think this report goes to help those people. I think this is literally a jobs program and a nice lunch and lunch at the White House when it's completed and uh, they get to put it on their resume that they helped compile the 2023, 22, whatever year. And, uh, you know, they get a, get a little check and it's all good and nobody uses it because there, there's no way they're using that seriously. What would they be doing with it? It's dumb. They probably part of the assignment was make sure to use the word inclusivity. And the kid was probably like, I'm talking about currency. What do you mean inclusivity? All right, we'll shove it at the end of that paragraph. Yeah, but but the point of that is, is that if they just understand it that little or care that little about it i mean it's really kind of saying something about yeah i don't about yeah, where I they guess are what i was Bitcoin. trying to say is i just don't think this paper matters or is important I'm not saying the government isn't paying closer attention or maybe somewhere has a better handle on it but it certainly isn't from this if this yeah, is the best I'm, they got then they're they're way more clueless than i thought yeah, I'm, and I'm not trying to su suggest that this is this is the highest level of what they're doing, but sure. I mean, if they do, it's just think about if in your own job, if there was something that you had to work on, a project you had to work on, it's something you didn't really care about, but you knew that there was another department that really did care about this issue and had a lot of information, then you would just go and leverage them to to you know f basically fill out that portion of whatever you're doing for that project. Um, and at least have them look at it maybe or something or, or get, get, you know, have some involvement as opposed to just getting a couple interns to write something that is just absolutely idiotic. Uh, think, I, and I'm not, I, I just that's think like, that's how government works. Like, I don't even think there's a way around. I I don't even necessarily think it's incompetence. I think it's just like I have a deadline, get it done, approve it, go on. Like I don't think there's that many people in the government who truly care. They care about their own careers for sure, 
But you do that by accomplishing things like saying, I wrote the economic paper. You don't get it by actually so- – like in the business world, yeah, you do things when you make good decisions to be profitable. You come up with ideas that make you more profitable. But in the in the government, it's all padding resumes saying, I worked on this project. I did this, which is what those guys, our FBI friends, will talk about is it's like ways, different ways to pad your resume. Well, you can keep an, a case open longer and say you worked on it. Then that's what you do. You can keep a case open for 10, 15, 20, the rest of this person's life, which means they can periodically tap in on you but the reason you do that is because then you say you worked on this case or you or you had this many investigations and i just think that's just how government operates i don't think there's any desire to do something properly i get that but like even if you're just totally self-interested and just trying to pad your resume and 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 all that kind of stuff you're still gonna want to network you still are going to like reach out to other areas. Like I'm saying that I'm not trying to say that like establish that government has some sort of special competency um, or that they care about stuff, you know, about trying to make a difference or something and not just care about their own, you know, careers. But I mean, and that said, there are some people that are competent people that work in the government and competent mm-hmm. in a very dangerous way. Um, but, but I don't think it kind of, um, um, I don't think it it precludes the idea that you're going to kind of be reasonable about how you would leverage the, uh, you know, the knowledge base or the expertise, um, about something like that, because it's, it would be like. I don't know if you're in the white, if they were writing a report for the uh, situation for like a military operation somewhere and you're just like have nothing to do with the military and you're writing this report. Obviously, there's plenty of people that have that sort of expertise that you just be like, yo, what should I write here? Um, and like that for anything. And yeah, yeah, and and it gives you a good if if you've never interacted with those people before, it gives you the opportunity to network with them and just kind of improve your, um, you know, standing in 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 that bureaucracy. So, and I'm not saying this. I know this is what's going on because I have no idea what actually these people do. But I'm just trying either. I'm saying an intern wrote it because of the quality. It could have been uh, Kamala Harris who wrote it. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I would expect an intern to write better than her, right? But like, I don't know who wrote it. It could have been uh, I, I don't know whoever's really high up in government. It could be like it could be like the it could be the official stance the government's. Th- I just based on reading it, that's why I came to my conclusion. Oh yeah, it's it's just stylistically terribly yeah. written, so it doesn't. Make me feel content like... and the style is just atrocious. Uh, even when it is true, it's kind of like point. Like remember some of those paragraphs that are like you just like clump like four completely different ideas into a paragraph in consecutive sentences, and you get done. You're like, huh? How'd you figure that out? Right. Like, that, that's why. I mean... I, that's how I come to my conclusion that this is typical 
government bureaucracy, we have a deadline, get this in, don't care what it says, who cares, throw it in the trash, because that's what it's worth. <laughs> but that's, if this is an actual serious thing, wow, I'm impressed. Yeah, I guess what I'm saying is that it's not that hard. Like, if they have people that are actually doing something reasonable regarding Bitcoin. Like, you should be able to get a better paper than that. It wouldn't be difficult. Right. And so, and again, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the actual situation is. Um. But I'm just floating that out there because it could be very, you know, it, it's either way. I mean, we're nitpicking over them saying, you know, how what what degree do they care about Bitcoin? It doesn't really seem yeah. that much that they're, you know, they're really not put, don't seem to be putting in much effort into it. So, <laughs> yeah, whether they care or don't, it, you know. We we can't really tell from the paper they wrote. <laughs> right. And so, yeah, maybe. I mean, if they if they if they were writing about Bitcoin and it was it was like everything was spot on and they it was very like obvious that they got. What Bitcoin was cared about. Even, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like then if it, it was really like, accurate and they were like, wow, and this could really lessen the United States control on the world. Be like, yeah, they kind of well, get then what's it, happening here. Right, yeah, it would be like, all right, well, they get it. And they obviously might not agree with the things that we're talking about and promoting, but if they at least understand what, what the angle we're doing, we're attacking right. from, then, all right, well, then they know their enemy pretty well. Like, I don't even think they know they did like they seem to just lump all the cryptocurrencies together. They did say like they did mention that some are more decentralized than others, you know, things like that. But I don't even think they see like a difference. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. It's been eight weeks, but I think they just lump Bitcoin in with, you know, whatever other coins there are. That kind of seems like it, so. Right, like it, they didn't like separate it out that much. They just kind of mixed them all together and called it cryptocurrency. Right. There wasn't like a section DLTs. where they were like we're actually like, you know, I don't know. So I mean, just that fact alone, I'm not. And you know, if you knew nothing about Bitcoin at all, and someone gave you an assignment to look up, give give me a report on what cryptocurrency is and how it works, like. You know, maybe you'd call some people who are involved in Bitcoin, but maybe you just start Googling and going and looking at prices, reading white papers or whatever. Do they still do white papers for altcoins? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, you know, so I can see, like, if you had no clue any of it and you go to, like, um, what are, like, some of the price, like, CoinGecko or whatever? Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. And, like, you just see a whole listing of them. You're like, wow, this could be overwhelming. I got to figure out what these things are. But it's not someone who's involved in the space, clearly. Right. Yeah. But. 
I don't know. So. I'm I'm just kind of an annoyed at myself for having read that entire section. Yeah, it was all pretty dumb. So maybe we'll get a guest on again one day. Maybe. I mean, after eight weeks of that, do you think anyone's going to want to touch us with a ten foot pole? Nope. <laughs> and it would be fair. <laughs> uh, but we'll see. Yeah, I think I need a shower after that. Big time. All right. I am very quickly losing altitude. So I want to jump off this so I can go to bed. Right on. So, we didn't read everything technically because there were some blue boxes we didn't cover, like the so environmental like subsections. It wasn't the actual report. That was just like added bonus. Right. And I don't even care to like go back. Well, I'm curious to see what they said about. We know what they're going to say about. It. It's just going to be dumb. Yeah. And so why bother? Um, but we got through it and we can say that we read through the presidential report on whatever that was, digital assets or something. And it was worse than we thought. It was really dumb. And uh, so, yeah, that's it. So. Man. Uh, sometimes you go through something kind of rough and you're and and you get out the other end you're like well i'm glad i at least did it yeah tough going through it but it's just this just feels no i need to get this out of my head because i'm I'm gonna you know you you want to throw something out there like we need cbdc's because we need inclusivity without explaining that or explaining why other ones don't have inclusivity you can't just throw the word out. I mean, obviously you can. They did. They sure did. The meaningless nothing word. Inclusivity. We want to promote inclusivity. Oh, okay. And democratic values. Oh, yeah. Okay. Get out of here. Can you go yeah. can you expand on how you're going to promote democratic values? What does that mean? You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna you, you're going to cut off the white supremacist money? Ooh. Is that what that means? And then who's the white supremacist? Is it the guy who doesn't like inclusivity? Well, obviously. That's probably it. I don't like so. these people. All right, I'm done. Yeah, me too. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. If you're a mother, happy Mother's Day. Yeah. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. All right. That's it. See you later. Peace.